you could have more fulfillment and ease in your professional and personal life and still be ambitious. Join me, Kathy Onetto, founder of Sustainable Ambition, for conversations with experts, authors, and friends on what it means to live with sustainable ambition. Learn concepts, tips, and tools to craft a fulfilling career on your terms while still being ambitious and avoiding burnout. For show notes from this episode, visit sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Now, let's learn more to help you craft your career to support your life from decade to decade. On to today's conversation. Hi, everyone. I'm back today with an episode on what I'm calling smart career shifts. And this is actually inspired by a listener question I received. This person asked, how does one find the courage to take a step back in their career to then move forward onto a new path? And what are smart ways to do that? So I thought it was a fitting time to come to jump in and answer that question and build on the episode I just did in episode 75 with Dr. Don Graham. In that episode, we talked about the process of switching and discussed how to find courage and gain the confidence through the process. And I want to build on that conversation, partly because one of the things that Dawn doesn't get into in the discussion or her book is how you can get to clarity on what she calls your plan A. So if you didn't listen to that episode, I'd encourage you go, to go back and listen. Again, it was episode 75. But briefly, what Don's belief is, is that when you're going to do a career switch, and what I would say, especially one that's more traditional, where you are looking to go from a company to a company, and you have a hiring manager where you are wanting to and needing to convince them and give them the confidence as you're making this career switch that you can do the job. So how do you stand in that confidence and how do you give them confidence that you could do that job and that they should hire you? And when you're exploring and doing a career switch, Don believes you can more confidently stand in that position when you focus solely on your plan A versus trying to vacillate between a couple of different paths that you might be exploring. And again, I keep saying this, but it's in doing that, that she believes you can present a more confident and a clear story about what you want. And again, display that confidence to others. And she, she says in the book this, you know, if you don't invest and essentially kind of commit to that path, her belief is kind of why should they? But, you know, there's work that needs to happen (laughs) in order to get to that clarity. And I think, you know, Dawn's perspective is that, you know, commit to one path or that plan A for some time as you're exploring and you may learn, you may need to shift over time. So that may be the case, but I want to give you some additional things to consider. I'm going to cover off on six tips and, you know, want to continue to bring in this kind of realistic perspective that Dawn started, because I really agree with that and align with her in this approach. There's no point in sugarcoating that making a career switch is hard work. It does take a lot of effort. So better to know that going into it. 
And then I also want to talk about, like, again, what are smart ways to think about doing this, as the listener asked. So let's start with number one. So the first place to start, and I'm I'm borrowing this from Don in all transparency, but it is to assess if you are even ready for this career, career switch. You know, are you willing to step back to go forward? Now, there is an, an assumption in that, right, that you need to step back to go forward. So I just want to call that out. There might be a step to the side as opposed to a step back in order to go forward. So I say that because oftentimes during this process, you're going to hear this from me again in this episode, how we frame things is really important, especially if you want to remain optimistic and have the resilience to get through this process. So maybe it isn't a step back. Maybe actually like, how do I step forward to move forward? So I'm now getting a little off track with my point here, but hopefully that additional insight is still helpful. So let me just go back to like this point of start with assessing if you are ready for it. So in Dawn's book, Switchers, she talks, she really has a great first chapter in which she talks about this. And she asks, the chapter is called, Are You a Switcher? And she gives some great prompts um, to really do a self-assessment about if you're ready. And she talks about in our conversation, this idea that it very well may require that you put ego aside if there really is a stepping back. Are you willing to do that? For example, are you willing to take a lower title or potentially a pay cut? Can you afford to do that? What are you willing to maybe sacrifice or make trade-offs around in order to put yourself on a new trajectory? And then what I appreciate is that Don also talks about these foundational attitudes that I think are really helpful as you go through the process. So taking responsibility, being realistic, embracing risk, and having resilience. So I'll point you to the book to get a little bit more from Don there or to go back again and listen to that episode. So that's the, that's the first place I'd start. And then the second is to root in where you stand. And what I mean by that is to work from your strengths now and know that you're not starting from square one. You will have transferable skills, which you can build upon, that you can then take on to this next path. And so Jenny Blake talks about this and is pretty pivotal, I will say, in her book, Pivot. Um, in the Pivot Method's first stage, it's called Plant. And Jenny really talks about here, starting from what is working. And one of those elements are, what are your strengths? What are you going to carry forward into what you will do next? What is your superpower? What is your zone of genius? that should get carried forward with you. That is within you. And that's not going to go away. You're just going to redeploy that and how you're going to um, leverage that in what you do next. And knowing that should give you courage and the confidence to step forward. Another way to look at this that I just came across recently is from Dory Clark in a recent HBR article that she had on don't focus on your job at the expense of your career. And I'll capture that in the show notes. But what I loved is the simplicity of this exercise that she notes in the article, 
which is, she says to analyze, I'm going to edit this a little bit, but the, the intent is kind of like to analyze the strategic value of your strengths, of your skill sets, um, of your experience. And she says to simply do a Venn diagram and look at what you're currently doing, your current job, and how you apply those strengths and the skill sets and what you've learned and anything else that's really valuable to kind of capture in terms of transferability. And then on the other side of that Venn diagram, think about the potential paths that you're going to, that you might want to consider and think about what are those going to require and where is there overlap between the two of those. And that might be an exercise as you get closer to understanding what one of those paths is, or it might be an exercise that you might want to leverage as you're considering these different paths in front of you. What's going to allow you to most easily transfer what you have strengths in and what you can leverage in this new path that you might want to take? And one powerful element of doing that exercise is you may find that the change you want to make isn't as big of a leap as you think. Again, you might learn that you're not stepping as far back in terms of skill sets that are going to be required for where you want to move next. And that might be give you a lot of courage and confidence and, you know, lower the fear around making that switch. The build that I'd have here as well is to also think about where your energy is trending or your attention and your curiosities. So an exercise I have some of my clients do, I call what's taking shape, or it's really looking at what's trending up, what's trending down, and then also considering like, what am I going to carry forward? So I have folks look at different elements such as strengths, flow activities, skills, knowledge, expertise, and have folks think about like, what am I going to continue to leverage? What am I going to you know, actually retire as I move forward? And then as one looks to the future, I have people think about, you know, what are the current signals you have right now that are signaling to you where you want to go next? What are those curiosities, as I mentioned? What are, what is calling your attention? And that starts to inform what you want to develop going forward. And with that lens of knowing, here's what I'm going to transfer and here's what um, I'm going to continue to leverage, combined with here's what's really drawing my energy now, you can start to imagine, you know, what are potential paths that I, I want to go explore next. And even frankly, just seeing that and seeing perhaps tapping into that energy of here's what's drawing me can again, give you a sense of courage to start to move forward. So that second one was root and where you stand. Now, the third one I'll say is, you know, really about try before you buy and importantly, taking that first step or getting into action and testing into what's next for yourself. So the reality is we gain confidence and courage by doing. Now, I've had some recent solo episodes that have also alluded to, um, or I've put this thought out there that it, it is a lot easier when we're considering switches or transitions, when we've been paying attention and testing different things along the way, or when we've always been committed to continual learning or always taking risks. And if you take those actions, one positive thing about that is, is it's a way to reframe 
when we're going through these transitions, that it's not really a stepping back, but rather a building upon as you're continuing to move forward and into what's next for your career. So there's that that element that like, if you can (laughs) start to invest, start to be always taking some action, continual learning and taking risks. But if you're at this stage where you haven't been doing that, it's really important. And I would say, even if you have done those things before, when you're in this formal, more formal, if you will, transition point or switching point, it's really important to test things out. And I often refer to Hermenia Ibarra and her work, work, her book, Working Identity. And she really champions this. And this is where I got inspired and took this on myself. But she really says this, you won't know unless you test it. And, it, and as you try on these different working identities. So it's really important to get into action. And then I loved hearing this recently in episode 71 with Lu- Leanne Hughes, where she talked about this idea of really the courage and confidence from comes from this testing, from being in action. It's not just that you are confident. It's not just that you are courageous already. You know, Leanne shared for her, a paradox is that it isn't confidence that gets her into action, but rather knowing that being in ash- action is what actually breeds confidence. And I love how Leanne really models this. She really buys into us. She lives her life like an experiment. She is constantly testing and in action. And by doing so, that is what gives her the confidence and the courage to be moving forward. So again, here, it's really about try before you buy, get into action, and just take that next first step of what you want to test out for your future. Tip four that I'll offer is to manage your expectations. So this gets back to being realistic, accepting realities. It's that practical side of things. And one part of this is is to accept that, and we talked about this with Don in that episode 75, but just know that this can take time. And given that, plan accordingly. So this may not be the case for everyone, but for many, this does take time. And so as Jenny Blake says, again, in Pivot, she talks about like, give yourself runway. And I think that's really important. And my build, if you're able to, and if you can bring an earlier mindset to to this before you're actually in a position where you might need to make a switch, is to also think about how do I create optionality for myself? How do I build in optionality for myself? That continual learning and taking risks is one way to build an optionality. Another optionality is to create a financial cushion for yourself and also to create a lifestyle that doesn't max you out. Now, I know that's a personal judgment thing and a personal choice for sure. So I don't mean this to be judgy at all, but I know that one thing that has helped me in my ability to make switches and to lean into things that are a little bit more fulfilling at times uh, is the fact that I have built optionality from a financial perspective and that has supported me along the way. Now, the other thing I want to just repeat that Don said in our last episode is that you know, sometimes it, we do need to take a step back or when we take a step back in title or in salary, just know that that's often temporary. Likely when you get onto a new path and you're excited about it, 
you're going to perform and you're going to succeed and you're going to move up. So that's where, again, that optionality can give you that space to shift and make that move um, and not have it be as painful, if you will, or harder to navigate, you know, in terms of your personal or familial finances. Now, tip number five is around knowing your risk tolerance and giving yourself transition time. And I know I'm mentioning time again, but the reason I'm saying transition time is for a particular reason. So I'll say a little bit more about this. So sometimes when people think about making a switch, they think about it is like that trapeze artist where they're letting go of one thing and they're fully committing to, you know, taking the bar of that next opportunity. But when I say give yourself transition time, what I am implying or meaning is that, you know, you may actually want to manage between two different work streams and income streams as you're moving from one path to another. And that might give you a way to have more courage and confidence and stability as you're making this switch. And that's why I tie this to this idea of risk tolerance. For some people, they may have more risk tolerance to make that greater leap. For some of us, like I'm a little bit less risk tolerant. Like I actually appreciate both you know, being able to have one foot in one thing and one foot in another as I'm growing and learning into something. Another way to think about this too for yourself is there's not a one size fits all approach to this. You may find that you actually would prefer what's called a slash career where you're mixing two different activities or a portfolio career where you are mixing a range of income streams. So again, when you give yourself that transition time, you can kind of play with that portfolio mix, if you will, and learn into what might be next. And maybe over time you do fully switch and that percentage of the work that you're doing moves from one side to the other. Or you might find that you really like that mix and you end up with a slash career. So I think that's why giving yourself a little bit of just using that as a potential strategy for yourself and opening your lens to that as a possibility um, is something that I'd offer to you here. Now, the final tip is one that I often say, and I'll give you a a few more details on this in this regard, but it's to find community as you're going through this process. So Don talked about this idea of having resilience for the process. And I think one of the ways that you can do that is by finding community. Because yes, we need courage to move forward, but really having that support from others is is super helpful when you're going through this process. So there's this idea, the first one is this idea of creating communitas. So communitas really talks about a community of people that are going through the same experience. So see if you can find a group that is making a transition and going through this process. Again, you all going through it together and giving each other the moral support can be super helpful. I've done this a couple of ways and I want to point you to a couple of ideas. So one is through your alumni network. So go back to your college and see if they have career transition support. And I know my, where I went to business school, that they offer 
this type of service where they bring people together who are going through, a, it's a job search, but it can also be a career switch. And they bring people together and it's a facilitated group. So you can do that. One thing that I did building off of that was you might find people who you want to stay connected to through the process. Through one of my transitions, uh, I stayed connected with a particular woman. We support each other uh, through our each of our processes until we each landed a role. And that was super helpful to have a sounding board and to just be a resource and a support as we went through the process. Then the final way I'd say as well is to create your own. If your alumni network doesn't have it, see if you can create your own. There are ways to do this. You could do a meetup group. You could try to do something on Facebook. I'm going to admit I'm not an expert at those tools, <laughs> but this is another thing that I tested out. I did happen to have a collective of friends that were all looking for what's what, what was next and in, in a job search. And we partnered together for several months to, again, support each other along the way, share our networks, see how we could give each other feedback on resumes or cover letters, et cetera. And also just to be a sounding board as well when, you know, people had an interview and maybe it didn't go well or they wanted to celebrate as well. So this idea of creating your own team of people who have a shared experience is something that I'd encourage you to do. And then a final idea, although I'm sure there are plenty of other ideas that you could find, is consider becoming a member of a community you want to move into. So if there is a professional organization for the type of work you're exploring, consider joining that group and starting to try that on and to get support from that and to see if that community feels comfortable to you. But that's another way to get people around you as you're considering this switch, and it can support building that courage and that confidence. So those are my six tips, again, building on what Dawn shared in episode 75. So again, start with where she says to start. One is just assess if you're ready for it. I think that's really wise. Second is root in where you stand. Third is try before you buy and get into action. Fourth is manage your expectations and accept realities. Number five is know your risk tolerance and give yourself transition time. And then the final, find community. So for those of you contemplating a switch, I hope this, along with the episode with Dawn, gives you a few more smart actions to consider that can build your courage and give you the confidence to step into what's really calling you next. Now, after today's episode, if you'd like to submit a listener question, you can send me an email at podcast at sustainableambition.com. Or again, as I've been sharing recently, I'd love to hear from you and hear your voice. <laughs> send me a voice note or a question at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash S-A podcast dash ask. From here, I hope you enjoy the exploration if you find yourself on this journey of a career switch. And keep the questions coming. I'd love to hear from you. Be well, all. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sustainable Ambition Podcast. I hope you take away at least one learning or inspiration from today's conversation. Find more inspiring interviews and get show notes for this episode at sustainableambition.com slash podcast. 
Make sure you don't miss an episode or my insider tips, guides, and tools by signing up for Sustainable Ambition Forum, my twice monthly newsletter. Sign up at sustainableambition.com slash subscribe. And remember, it's not about finding work-life balance. It's about building work-life resilience. Thanks again for joining me. Speak with you next time.